Word broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Dikewood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyanukokraba. Now on today's message. says that preach the word look at the name and tell about preach the word uh-huh. preach the word and this is that be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke exhort with all long suffering and doctrine somebody please say amen, amen. verse 3 for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. And that's where I'm picking today's message from. Do the work of an evangelist. He's not saying that be an evangelist. He's not saying that you must be called an evangelist. He's not saying that you must be in the office an evangelist. But he's saying that do the work of an evangelist. So this morning I'm going to show you what does it mean to do the work of an evangelist. Because God is expecting you and I to do the work of an evangelist. So look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you have to do the work of an evangelist too. Before you die. Catch any boom, catch any boom. <laughs> and he said that now, make full proof of thy ministry. Because everybody has something that God has called you to do. Your ministry. Now, he said, verse 6, For I now am ready to be offered, or for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only. This verse is very important. Because those who serve God and do the work of an evangelist, there's a crown awaiting them. So he was, Paul was saying that, and not to me only, but also to all them that love his appearing. So everyone who is a Christian who does what God is expecting you to do, especially making foolproof of your ministry, doing the work of an evangelist, there's a crown that is waiting for you. 
One day when we die and we go to heaven, you can be sure that there will be a crown. And the crown will be put on your head. That you want some souls. You preach the gospel and some lives were changed. What? Some lives were changed. Get some, some lives were changed. Today I want to ask you a very honest question. Everybody. When was the last time you won a soul? I'm talking, I'm talking about Brofuna Mekao. When was the last time you won a soul? You spoke to somebody about Jesus and got the person to be born again. Is a question. Can I have an answer? Should I come to you and ask and then get an answer? I should? Yeah. When was the last time? In May. Where? Blue top. A boy or a girl? A man or a woman? Four boys. Four boys. And they gave their life to Christ. So where are they in church? So, so, so after winning the person, the person goes to our tuba branch. I led them to Prince. So, so they are going to church. You believe? You have not followed up. The contact is wrong. So it's helping my message today. So the contact you've been calling by is wrong. But Prince says that they come to church. Okay. Okay. You see, people are people are praying. I don't come to them. <laughs> you know, we just finished a camp, and how many went for the camp? Let me see your hand if you went for the camp. It was a camp for all of us. Oh, let me see your hand properly. So everybody, look around. Guess what? You were not there for the camp. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let me see your hand properly. Okay. Ah, we're about 200 and something from this council. That means more people went are in the second service. But you also didn't go. But how many watched? You watched. You watched. You watched some. Okay, so how many didn't watch? You didn't go. You didn't care. <laughs> you just prayed for us. Eunice, did you, what did you do? None of the above. Wow. Ah, well, the camp was so powerful then. One of the things that our bishop, that is Bishop Interfo, who was the main speaker for the camp, kept telling us was to go deeper and do more. As believers, God wants us all to go deeper and do more. And the last part of what he was sharing was to do with evangelism. And interestingly, that was a subject that God had told me I'm going to share today. But as he was teaching, he shared some few things that getting to the end of today's message, I want to share with you. Which will make it easier for those who don't win souls to be able to win souls. Can I have a better amen? Is it powerful? Would you want to know? Are you sure? Because you see, 
You can do any other thing. You can be a dancing star. You can be a singing star. You can be supporting with your money and all that. The church is working. But if personally you don't win souls, God is not too happy with you. Because your Christonia, God expects that as you've also become a Christian, you also get others to also become Christians. Just like you. Amen? amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. So in this chapter, I want to read from the NLT. Because the NLT gives us a very clear English that we can all relate with. He says that I'm reading from verse 1 again. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Whether you have an exam or not. Whether you are sick or not. Whether you are broke or not. Whether it is favorable, you have money or not. Preach the word. And he says that patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teachings. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. How many agree with me that we are in that season where people want to hear what they want to hear? And there are a lot of good preachers, but people don't want to listen to them. Including our father. When people hear Bishop Doug preaching, then they put him off. Recently I heard somebody tell me that I don't like that man of God. And I said, he is my pastor. I said, yes, I don't like his preaching. Because preaching had a... So as the person was talking, then I also took it to another tangent. I said, it doesn't like me. And I said, that's why, because you don't like me, that's why God made me meet you. By the time we were done talking, the person has mellowed. Because wisdom was flowing. Now you could realize that the person was now changing. Say, oh, now, where is your church? I said, said, one of these days I'll come and visit you. If the person comes, I would introduce the person to you. Clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. But you see, because people don't want to hear the truth. People don't come to church when they keep hearing, don't fornicate, don't fornicate. If you are fornicating, you will not be happy to come to church. Do the work of the Lord, do the work of the Lord. If you don't want to do the work of the Lord, you will not come to church. Some people don't like to come to church because they feel that we are collecting people's money. But we are not collecting people's money. We are encouraging people to give towards the work of God. So, people will no longer want to listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Verse 4. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Can I have an amen? Amen. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already, this is where I want you to see. As for me, this is Paul speaking. My life has already been poured out 
So, when you are doing the work of an evangelist, it's pouring out your life. Pouring out your life into somebody so that the person's life will change. So, the question is, are you pouring out your life? Bishop, in Tefl these days, these few days that we went for the camp, poured his life out. As I'm here, I am pouring my life out. You too, you have to pour your life out. So he said, pouring out my life, verse 6, pouring out my life to God as an offering. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. May you fight the good fight. May everybody who comes to this church fight the good fight. I see you fighting the good fight. If your neighbor is close to you, just put your hand on your neighbor and say, I fight the good fight. He said, I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give me on the day of his return. Hallelujah. And he said that, and the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So I want to give us these seven steps that Bishop Interfo shared with us. And then I'll begin to explain some few things. Step number one. And it is going to be showing on the screen. Seven steps, several simple steps. Write it down, my brother, my sister. To be a witness for Jesus. Number one. Know that you are expected to be a witness. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. What does it say? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Know that you are expected to be a witness. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, know that you are expected to be a witness. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Bible says that it was Jesus through Apostle Paul was actually speaking to the church. And he says that, but this was written by Luke, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So God expects you and I to actually go out there and preach when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. To your Christian, and say it be who say daddy by the way you talk to people about Jesus. Okay. A witness is somebody who is saying something he has heard or seen. A witness is somebody who is saying or attesting to something he had heard or seen. So when who we be and as what he be 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 seen and now ho and I say now ho now tell ya. You can say when be be dey dance here. You are saying oh, I, I was there. So when you have had an encounter with Jesus, Jesus is saying that now I want you to also go and tell people about what you have had, the encounter you have had. What has Jesus done for you? What has Jesus done that you can talk about? It's personal. But it must make Jesus be believed by the people who are going to hear you. Can I have a better amen? Amen. This church, this church, when we went for the camp, one thing that our bishop kept telling that we must be evangelistic. We must be evangelistic. And he kept hitting at me. We must be evangelistic. It must not be only pastors who are evangelizing. Every member of this church must be an evangelist or do the work of an evangelist. If you do, you say amen. At your workplace, you can do the work of an evangelist. 
By the roadside, you can do the work of an evangelist. We must do it. So point number one, know that you are expected to be a witness. Actually, I even want to say, accept that you are. Am I talking to God's people? Point number two. It says, prepare before you go out to be a witness. Prepare before you go out to witness. How do you prepare? Pray at least one hour for the Holy Spirit to anoint you. Pray at least one hour for the anointing, boldness, guidance to where sinners are. Amen? Pray at least one hour. You see, so if you know you are going to do the work of an it will even help you to pray that God, as I am going to reach out to people, as I'm stepping out, as I'm going to work, an opportunity for me to share. Lord, may I have the boldness to be able to share. May the anointing be upon me to know how to talk so that the person would understand. As I speak, may my words be like a piercing whatever that will make people receive what I'm saying. You see, as you pray, now the Holy Spirit comes upon you with that special grace to witness to somebody. Can I have a better amen? amen. Are we are we together? Yeah. Ask your neighbor, can you do this today? Doing the work of an evangelist is being a witness that will meet anybody and ask, Are you born again? If you are not born again, I want you to t- I want to tell you about Jesus. And they begin to tell the person what Jesus has done for you, that you expect Jesus to also do for him or her. And people are dying, souls are parting as we live today. People are dying. So there may be somebody you meet today that you don't meet tomorrow. Or that may be the last day for the person. And so God is expecting us as we keep going about our activities. Please, am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? As we go about our activities today, Sunday, from here going home, you can talk to somebody with these seven simple steps. Simple. Simple. And you'll be shocked that those of us who are winning souls for Jesus, our lives are different. Even heaven looks at us differently. Our rewards are great. So he says that, point number two, prepare before you go out to witness. So every morning when you wake up in the morning, you're having a quiet time. It's part of your preparation. Pray. And then go out knowing that you're going to talk to somebody. There are times that you can also set aside and say, this particular time I want to go out and reach out to people. Then you pray before you step out. Let's say Saturday. You can take Saturday afternoon. The Saturday afternoon I want to go out and win souls. So then I'm going to spend some time and pray. So you pray for one hour. You pray for boldness. You pray for anointing. You pray for guidance to where sinners are. And then after you have prayed and you step out, then something is going to happen. Can I have a better amen? Is there a simple step? Okay, point number three. Simple step point number three. You don't need a Bible and many scriptures. You only need one verse. Because I'm sure when I started talking about this point, some of you were asking that, hey, but Bishop, I don't know anything, no. I don't know what scriptures to use, so. Even the Bible, when they ask me some questions, I don't know what to say. How many were thinking about that? Yeah. But 
the beautiful thing is that you don't need a Bible. So when you're going for outreach or when you are actually on your way going to work, you don't need to carry a Bible to say that, you know, I'm going to preach to you about Jesus. Some people even don't want to see your Bible. Look at this Bible. You pull the Bible out. When somebody even sees it, depending on what the person has experienced, he can say, look, don't come and talk to me about anything. So don't, you don't need a Bible. You don't need a Bible. And that will even help us not to want to prove a point. Because sometimes when you have a Bible, you want to prove a point. You can easily go to Ezekiel chapter 37. You want to talk about the bones, the dry bones. Look, what are you going to do, brother? Look at the neighbor and tell your neighbor, you don't need a Bible. You don't need a Bible. Just a verse. And this verse, anybody who says he's a Christian must know. So, so look at your neighbor and quote John 3.16 to the person. Eh, only need that time and no my own. Catch us a woman report to my bishop. Now let's go. Ready? Go. John 3.16. For God so loved the world. I'm looking at some people. Some people have done like this. I see, I see the, the achievement. Grandmother. I don't know which type of grand or I think the other one. Tintinibi. <laughs> now let's say it again. For, let's be serious. John chapter 3 verse 16. Ready? Go. Say it to your neighbor. Okay, add verse 17. Modern day, modern day. But I'm sure we know everything about soccer. We know everything about Ghana, most beautiful. We know everything about everything. Russia and Ukraine. We know everything that is going on. But John three seventeen. Okay, so now what you have to know is John three sixteen. Thank God seventeen point count. Only sixteen. And some of you, I look at your face. You are not saying it. You don't know. Yes, I don't want to look at you again. Plenty of people don't know John 3.16. So that's the only thing you have to now force to know. What is John 3.16 saying? For God so loved the world. So this one, you are telling this person, you are trying to talk to that. You know what? John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. And the world there is not talking about Ewiasi as in geographical Ewiasi. But Nipanegu Ewiasi. For God so loved Yenina. God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. And the son is, what be son? Do you know the son? Jesus. The son is Jesus. Today's preaching is very simple because most of you didn't go for the camp. And I don't want you to miss out on what is coming. God loved us so much that he gave us his only precious son. That whosoever, whosoever means that whether you are Chinese, whether you are Ghanaian, whether you are Nigerian, whether you are short, whether you are tall, whether you have been bad, whether you have not been bad, whosoever. The criteria is whosoever. But now believes in him. So now, my brother, what you have to do is that I don't know what you have done and I don't even want to know. 
But what matters is that you have to believe in Jesus. Whosoever believes in Jesus will not perish, will not die and go to hell, but will have God's kind of life, will have eternal life, will make it to heaven. Now she explained it to the person. You tell the person that by this decision to accept Jesus, you move from darkness into light. You move from going to hell to going to heaven. You move from being under Satan to being under God. You are helping the person move from being under troubles to being under peace. So you make the person know that there's something that happens, which is what has happened to you. And everybody who is a Christian, something has happened to you. At least something good has happened to you. And something good is gradually happening to you. You may not see that everything is working well, but at least something good has happened to us. Is it not so? How many can say that Jesus has been good to you? So you're Christian, you have to say, at least, first thing can be, maybe, but then it would have made a difference. That's what you are communicating to them. So you use John 3.16 to explain to this person you have met. Am I talking to God's people? Let's go through again. Point number one is what? I want everybody to please be involved. Let's say it together. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Yeah. Maybe you should write no and accept. No and accept. Not accept. No and accept that you are expected to be a witness. No and accept. You must know number one and number two accept. Because you can know but you are not accepted. Oh. Amen. So say it to your neighbor again, please. Look at your neighbor. Just be relating with your neighbor small. Eh? No and accept. Say it again. No and accept that you are expected to be a witness. And what verse is that? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You don't have to read that to the person. But you, this is for you. And then let's go to step number 2. What was that? You must prepare before you go out to witness. How do you prepare? Pray what? Pray what? Well, we can be no country they said yeah, yeah, Today I was expecting him to talk about something else. It's it's a good message for you. No know, know that as if pray before you go out to witness. How do you pray? For what? Pray at least one hour for anointing. Boldness. How many agree with me that sometimes we don't witness because boldness being near, confusion being near, eh? It won't be. Actually, there are some faces when you see you something. Sometimes not even the face. When you start talking, the way the person will give back to you, you know, you can only say, "Charlie, me But in Acts chapter four, let's look at something. In Acts chapter four. All right, verse 23, 24, 28, 29, 30, 31. Let's do it quickly. Acts chapter 4. Just to explain to you what prayer does. All right. 
In Acts chapter 4, 23-24, Bible says that, and being let go, this was Peter, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Verse 24. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, in what prayer? And said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth, and the sea, and all that in them is. So he continued, they were praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. Verse 28, there about. 28, uh-huh, quickly. For to do whatsoever they, thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. Next verse, verse 29. And now, Lord, so they were still praying. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. So they were praying that God, as your servants go out, give us boldness. Give your servants boldness. And they were praying for it. Next verse, verse 20, verse 30. By stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders which when we are talking to people about Christ, we must believe God that signs and wonders will also follow our preaching. Hallelujah. That signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Verse 31. And he says that when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. A type of prayer where many people who were ready to go for witnessing had gathered to pray. We should come to a point where Saturdays we can say um, the singing stars basanta, the choir, the dancing stars basanta, the dancing stars, the ushering basanta, different different basantas and basantas gather and pray for one hour. And then we are ready to go out and win souls. So they had done something like that. And when they had prayed, Bible said that the place was shaking where they were assembled together. And they were all, because they had one mind, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God, or they went and they spoke the word of God, with what? Boldness. So when you pray for boldness, you get boldness. And when they went, and they started talking, nobody could stop them. Everybody who heard them give their life to Christ. So that's what we have to pray for. Step number three, let's say it together. Ah, Let's say it together. You don't need a Bible and many scriptures. So what do you need? You only need one verse. John 3.16 Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor this point again. Say it to your neighbor, I'm looking at you. You don't need, you don't like talking. Who are you talking to? Talk to sister. Ah, why you can't talk? You are shy. You need boldness. So look at the sister and say, let's say it again for the last time. Uh huh. You don't need a Bible. Actually, stop. Tell your neighbor, you don't have a Bible. I've noticed you don't come to church with a Bible. Yeah. So even for some of you, you don't even have to say you don't need a Bible. You don't have a Bible. Yeah. That's the step one. Be- before we even say that you don't need a Bible, you don't even have a Bible. Because this is many people don't have Bibles. Thank God we don't need a Bible. But thank God we need only one verse. And that verse is what? John 3.16. Let's all quote it. Ready? Go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Clap for Jesus. Those who didn't say it, go and learn it because that's the only verse you need. Then we went on to step number four. Let's say it together. Ready? Go. Okay. When you meet a sinner, 
It's on the screen. When you meet a sinner, tell the person about yourself and all the good things the Lord has done for you. How he, how the Lord saved you. Amen? And how the Lord saved you. So I want to read some few verses to explain this. You know, in, in John chapter 4, there was this woman who, for the sake of time, I'll just be picking a few excerpts to explain. But there was this woman who was involved with a lot of things, living some funny life and all that, just like most of us, before we give our life to Christ. And then, Jesus, who was a Jew, who under normal circumstances did not have anything to do in Samaria. Because Jews do not have anything to do with the Samaritans. A Jew would not, under normal circumstances, go to Samaria for anything. It's just like some countries, if you are, let's say, an American, it's not easy for you to go to some places. Hmm? There are some countries you can't easily go to. Yes. There are some, like let's say Libya. If you're an American, it's not easy for you to go to Libya. So an American will not try to even go to Libya because they don't like Americans. Prophet says that when he went to Libya one time, he was talking to somebody and then asked the person, what, what, what is powerful about this place? He said, oh, there are three things that are not allowed here. He said, what are the three things? He said, number one, Christians. Number two, Jews. And number three, Americans. You see, this was some time ago. I don't know about now, but we have been praying for Libya. So, so it was something like that. So Jews were not, were not supposed to have anything to do with Samaritans because the Samaritans were actually a half-breed. They were half-caste. There were people who once were birthed out of Jews having an affair with another people that were, supposed to, were not supposed to mix up with. And then Samaritans came up. Are you understanding that? So Samaritan, and for you to move from where Jesus was, John chapter 4, and go to where Jesus was going, you had to pass through Samaria. And here was a situation where a Jew should not go to Samaria or have anything to do. And so they were the disciples were expecting Jesus to use this side like they always do. And then bypass Samaria. So in John chapter 4, I want us to read for the sake of the environment of what I'm sharing. Okay? John chapter 4 verse 1. Verse 1. Let's start. I want to read fast. For When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, uh-huh, though Jesus himself baptized more by his disciples... He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. So, if you have been to Israel before, from Judea to Galilee, you have to pass through Samaria. But there's another route that you can use to go to Galilee. I have been to Israel before by the grace. I sat on the Sea of Galilee, and then you cross the Sea of Galilee, you get to another place where, on the other side of Galilee, you go and eat this tilapia called Peter's fish. Yeah, those who will be there, you'll be there practically. Yeah, a, a huge tilapia like this. Yes. It's called Peter's fish. They don't call it tilapia, Peter's fish. 
We went to different places, the Dead Sea. We went to the um, River Jordan. There are two River Jordans. There's the dirty one and the good side. And then nine side. You know, and so on and so forth. So we crossed from Judea to Galilee. Now, look at it. He said that, and he must needs go through Samaria. He must needs go through Samaria. So sometimes there are some things that and for some reason something but for the sake of wanting to reach out to somebody you must need go through Samaria it's a proverb you must needs go through you don't talk to this person but for the sake of reaching out to him you must needs talk to him you don't speak tree, but you have met somebody who doesn't speak English, but tree. So you must needs speak tree. You are pompous in your everything, but you have met some people who are just down there. They are into selling of um, the. the, the Things and all those things, like when you're your level, but you must needs come down to their level. So that's what Jesus had to do. And the disciples were saying, Ah, Jesus, pa, I mean, you know, we are going, and they were talking plenty. Sometimes people who are not spiritual talk plenty. They talk plenty. So, Bible says in verse 4, He must needs go through Samaria. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, You must needs go through Samaria. So I may, I, may, I may have my car. When I sit in my car, I can't win souls. But because I need to win souls, I must need sometimes go and pick trotro. And that which I do. I must need sometimes go and pick taxi. I must need take a walk so I can meet some people and talk to. But I have a car. Because since you had a car, you don't relate with anybody. People who are living in your own house, because you have your house, now it's like you don't relate with anybody. But those of us who are living in compound houses, you realize that you, 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 are, you have needs. <laughs> Talk to me. Now those of us who are living in these powerful houses, we must needs go and relate to the community. Needs. So he must needs go through Samaria. Verse 5. So what happened? Then cometh he to a city of Samaria which is called Sikar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Mm-hmm. We're reading the story. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being worried with his journey, sat thus on the well. So Jesus was in Sikar, in Samaria. Jesus was tired and he decided to sit down. And as he sat down, Jesus knew what he was doing. Yeah. Well, pick two you say. Well, bread. What's that? There's your phone. say, ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir, bread. Yes, sir, bread. And then, verse, next verse. Uh-huh. Can whoever is controlling the faster small, please. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Where Jesus was sitting. Jesus said unto her. And because they were not supposed to even relate to. But he must needs not only go to Samaria. But he must needs talk to this person who he does not relate to. 
Brother, you must knees talk to the girl. Sister, you must knees talk to that boy who you meet on the way. And that's why some of us must be corrected because if you are into girls and boys, you can't do that. Because like, hey, you must need to talk to her because she's dying. And the woman came, Jesus said unto her with his cross legs, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away. Or he had sent his disciples to the city to buy food, meat. So Charlie, guys, I'm tired. You two are tired, but we have to eat. So go to Kakaba down and go and get some food at KFC and go and bring it. And he was sitting there alone. And then this lady comes. The reason why he knew he had to go to Samaria. The lady came, shaking, to Dumba. To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong? No, who's what the end? Reverend Lotin, can one cadena I'll be here? Yes, you soon worry. Charlie. But Jesus, look at what he did. And there's a lesson. To do the work of an evangelist is to think, to know and accept that you are a witness. So, then said the woman, let's go back. I'm not done with that verse. Verse 8. For his disciples are gone away unto the city to buy food, to buy meat. So Jesus said, uh-huh. Let's say the woman of Samaria out to him. Ah, how is it that you, you are being a Jew as drink of me, which I'm a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Ten, my dear. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest, I am a spiritual cacras straight, if thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that say to thee, Give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him and will have given thee living water. Hey, Jesus! Hey, Jesus! Then the lady said, What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you saying? Verse 11. Are thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said, Into a bonkomo. Me sure say by this time na irani the ni book it in easy form. Na Jesus still was crossing the leg, none in a casa. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water that I'm talking about shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I am about to give you, if you would allow, that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So only a running bone come on china baby be so who show be none in a casa in tempana china be called near by the cane so men can't question someone check. Men can't question some because of the year Christian can't question some check. In a Ukraine, are you good? But men check. The woman said unto him, Sir, please give me this water. Because in Pebre, 
Me obia me mpebre. It is a woman me sua. Ebe wo afi body a me presentio ni sesia. Come here me mpebre enti na me wo meme pi wo mabra bo mu me mpebre. Sir, give me this water that I thirst not not come here to draw. Me mpebre me be have your number chinsio. Hey, some woman me su. Me pacho, me pacho, ni opese mi yebia, because san oti o, odi ni, ni opese mi yebia, di akon me me piso. Ni odi yiba we su, si se, o me mi su, di a, me yebibia, ma. No news we share obi, oh ye witness. O news we share obi a, obe ken bibia, be se san abrabo kra. When you meet somebody, let them know clearly that you are a true Christian. Not a fake Christian. Who do not search here, sister? Nise mana uye sase. There are two sisters in my lifetime that have told me that pastor, this person, when he greeted me, this person is a very special person in the church. He did this to me in my hand. One is here and one is somewhere. I mean, here when I say here in this church. And he greets, then you do that. What does it mean? I said, I'm going to be you And now who knows it? We need a channel to show. Yes, we need to be here, sir. So, say, the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water. That I, I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. This is a true story. Jesus said unto her, Go, call the husband and come here. The woman answered, <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about water. <laughs> husband has some me. <laughs> okay, please. I, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. So Jesus engaged his prophetic reverend. May you engage your prophetic. For thou hast had five husbands, and the sixth one whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that says thou truly, what can of cry? What? Remember six? When you are your husband? The woman said unto him, Sir, <laughs> I perceive that they were a prophet. Because what's me? In name of you, in Tassama from a brother, what's your name? Why should I begin to struggle with you? Please. So what, what can I do? That's a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Mm-hmm. Let's go faster here. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Mm. He was, Jesus was constantly directing the woman's mind to her relationship with God. He was constantly pushing her heart towards God, which should be our agenda. You must try and then push people to God. Push them to God. Help them to see God in their situation, in their circumstance. Or see, then we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Uh-huh. Verse 23. But the hour cometh. 
and lions. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. I feel you should clap for this thing that Jesus said. Yeah. Verse 24. God is a spirit. Somebody say God is a spirit. He said God is a spirit, not God is spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So Jesus was explaining a lot of things and a young lady was listening. Move on, verse 25. Then the woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. No, which is come. When he is come, he will tell us all things. <laughs> so Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee, I'm he. And upon this came his disciples. So as Jesus was talking with the lady, I mean they were engaged, talking. And the lady was talking to the only obi born commander check a car. Uze only no eight feeling more relaxed. So Ubakra number two one, you can conclude that this in common didn't start now. It has been going on for a while because in common a coso. So and upon this, his disciples came and marveled that Jesus talked with Samaritan woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? When they came, they were shocked, but they were quiet. Because they were wondering, because they came to hear that Jesus was explaining deep truths. So if somebody comes to meet you and talking to somebody, the, the person should be able to say that, Oh, you were evangelizing. Not you were saying nonsense. Ukraine and Russia. When I come here and talk about Ukraine and Russia, I say you're evangelizing. I can't believe you. But by the time I come, if I come and say, you know, just like Ukraine is being attacked by Russia, that is how many Christians are being attacked. So I can identify with what you are saying, that you are explaining this to help the person to understand. So that's how when they came, they, they heard Jesus talk. And they could not ask anything. The woman then left her water pot. Because the guys came and they were shocked. And the woman said, ah! Let me go. Left her water pot to do what? And went her way into her city. The city that she was coming from. That is the car. And said to the men. And I'm talking about evangelizing. Do the work of evangelists. Say to the men, come. See a man. We told you all things that ever I did. I did. Come and see somebody who had changed my life. Who is trying to do something to me and in me. I am testifying of what he has done in my life. What he is doing in my life. Witnessing. Come and see. A man which told me all things that ever I did. It's not this. The Christ. Then they went out of the city. The way she said it, people have no option but to follow. How do you say it? How come people don't follow you? So, they went out of the city. People were running. And came unto him. Ha! In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him. Or they talked to Jesus. We have brought some food. Eat. Eat. Master, eat. Please, you are hungry. Eat. Our journey is long. But Jesus said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. The preaching that I'm preaching, it is meat to me. Yes. People's lives changing is meat to me. 
people's life changing is meat to me. So do something, Pensoir. Tell you having candidate. People's lives changing is meat to me. Me, Chris. That's, I've been in this situation for a long time. People's life changing is meat to me. When I see somebody who is changing, becoming born again, it's meat to me. It's my fulfillment. So, you are not a leader, now you're a leader. It's my fulfillment. It's my fulfillment. It's my fulfillment. It is, Paul said, that is my glory. That is where I have my joy. When I see you changed. So Jesus was saying something. The disciples were thinking about physical food. Ah, we just eat physical food for just physical strength to move on. But the real thing that keeps you alive and keeps you going is this fulfillment that you have by telling people about Jesus. And Jesus said, I've already eaten. I have already eaten. Look at the next verse. Then said the disciples one to another, Has any man brought him out to eat? <laughs> and Jesus said unto them, <laughs> My meat eh, is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Clap for Jesus. Should that be our story? That would be nice. Verse 35. I'm going to 39.42. Let's go. Say not ye there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. So people say, no, me, I'm not going to be a witness now. I think when I get to a place where I can talk to people, say, don't talk like that. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Eh? Look at Kaswa. Look at Nyanyano. Look at Kakaba. Look at all these areas. And look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. People are wanting to know if there's a God. People want to know God, but they don't have people who can explain to them things. They don't have people who can talk to them. The harvest is ripe, it's white. Are you ready? I'm not for people, so who you but so won't even trade in maybe as here. Are you ready? Say, I don't know about my use fully because now you are in Tantaifan, you may be home. Yes. Yesterday, we went somewhere with my wife and then we met somebody and this person was talking to us. Initially, I didn't even know who the person was. Then later, the person gave a picture of like, oh me, I don't believe in church. I don't believe in Christians. I said, oh, such a nice person. And later, when she, she began to go deeper, I realized that she has a reason why she was saying so. So my wife and I, we began to talk and talk. By the time we were done, we had to move to another place, but we were done talking to her. She began to say things like, Where is your church? Just like the other person also said, Where's your church? Where, where do you preach? And I would wish that, uh, but where she stays is far, so she can't come back. Something was working because I had to explain to her how man was formed. I had to start from Genesis. And as I was explaining, it was answering some questions. You meet people who have. They have different minds. Some even don't believe in men of God. Some believe, don't believe in church. You as a Christian, you should use your life to explain to them that, oh, the reason why I am saying that this situation is not like that is because in my own personal life, I have been doing this and changed my life. I've been going to church and I've seen how some bondage that I was under is no more. When you start talking like that, you are explaining to the person. And that's what the woman wanted to hear. That's what he wanted to hear. That's what people want to hear. Why do you say, why do you say that Jesus is the one I should follow? Convince me. That's why Jesus said, you must be a witness. How do you be a witness? Convince. 
Say what you have seen. Say what you have heard. Say what Jesus has done for you. To make somebody believe that what you are saying is something that is true. So that he can also... So when the lady did that and called the guys, the guys have come. And Jesus was now explaining things. Look at the next verse. And he that reapeth receiveth wages. That means that if you go and wit- you witness, you receive a wage. God pays you. There, in this world, there's nothing like sowing and not reaping. Whatever you sow, you reap. And he that reapeth receiveth Wages. The word wages there includes salaries, remunerations, wages, all the things that we can think about. He pays us. Those who do the work of God and win souls and do the work of an evangelist, God pays us. If you have been working, God will pay you with a car because he can see that you need a car to do this. Some of you, you don't do anything, so you realize that you struggle to get things. You struggle, you use your own effort. You use your own apachism. You use your own tricks and moves. And then come and, and oh, God has blessed. God has not blessed you. You have used your own strength. But there's a way God himself will do things that you know that this one, you didn't suffer for it. But God himself has given it to you. That is why he's saying that he has paid you, he has given you wages. Yeah, that's what God wants us to do. He said that he that reapeth, receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. That means you gather souls that are purposed for eternity, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Next verse, verse 37. So Jesus was explaining all this to the disciples, and herein is that saying true. One soweth, another reapeth. That means that sometimes it's not just you who has brought the change in the person. Somebody has done some work before, and then you may be the last person who is about to reap the harvest. I don't know if you understand. Obi waha, ebiya, watina kelmu, nanobi preachi. You know, tea message, you know. Until you are the one who has ripped. But other people have been showing. That's when we get to heaven. There are angels who are computing. This person who got saved, this one did something. So 10%. This one did something. 30%. This one did 40%. The one who finally preached, 10%. Your teacher... That's why you should not stand somewhere and say, eh, because sometimes some people have done things you don't know. So Jesus was explaining, I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Eh? You went to reap where you did not bestow labor. Other men labored and you are entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him as they kept hearing Jesus explain to the disciples. They believed on him. Of that city, believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. And many of the Samaritans of that city, let's read again verse 39, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. Verse 40. So when the Samaritans would come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he, Jesus, decided to abode two days. 
Because they were hearing things they had never heard before. <sighs> what a revelation. And many won't believe because of his words. Because of his own word to them. The last verse, verse 42, I want to end here. Verse 42, and said unto the woman. So now, the people who had come to believe, the Samaritans, were now saying to the woman who came to call them. Now we believe. Not because of thy saying. For we have heard him ourselves. If you can get to the point where people are now believing in God, not because of you, but because they themselves has had, have had an interaction with him. They can come to church by themselves. Now, you get to a point where they come to church by themselves. You don't have to go and bring them. You have done so well. So we, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the real church. The Christ, the Savior of the world. Yeah, God for Jesus. So, now let's go to point number five, and we are closing. Point number five is pray with the person. So, after you've spoken to the person, pray with the person to receive Jesus Christ as Lord, making sure that you pray along the lines. Of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10. Pray with the person to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Making sure that you pray along the line of Romans 10, 9 and 10. So what does Romans 10, 9 and 10 say? You know, after you in a casa, now you are getting to, to get the person to now receive Jesus. These are simple steps. You can do all this in 10 minutes. Some even less. So what does Romans 10, 9, and 10 say? They say, can we already together already go? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So you have to believe in your heart and confess. Somebody say, I have to believe. And confess. So, the person you are leading to Christ must believe. So, you have to confess. So, confess. On the third day. Now, Then he explains. You know, verse 10. He says that, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So now you have to lead the person to pray a prayer like that. A prayer like that. And Bishop Tafel took his time to explain. Just give small scenarios. Some of these things I've shared in this church before. But I'm saying it again. Simple prayers. Simple prayers. You can choose any prayer you want to pray. Using something like this. Like when you see us leading people to Christ. What we say? You say something similar. Oh Lord. To work, I say, Kadimachi. Meaning, Kadimachi. Kase in the name of Jesus. I pray now. I believe with all my heart that Jesus came to this world to die for me. He raised from the dead on the third day. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. And I believe in my heart that Jesus is in my heart now. I am born again in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a type of prayer. You can even make it very simple. 
Say after me, I believe with my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. I receive him as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Simple. All those prayers work. I believe in my heart. Jesus is the Son of God. He came to die for me. He is now in heaven. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is in my heart. Jesus, write my name in the book of life. From today I'm born again. Amen. Anything. There's no particular formula. No fast, hard and fast rule. You just say whatever. And then it's simple. No rehearsal. But, can we all do that? Amen. Then that takes us to step number six. And then step number six is where Brother Justice was saying something powerful. Now, take enough basic details about your new convert. That's the point. So take enough basic details about your new convert. And as we share no tuba. Now business or ten or so metawinga. From tuba to winga is a distance. So you can't go with the person to see Nifie, to see his house. So now we are saying that take enough basic details about your new convert. When I went to Uganda, I went to start a church. You asked me how did I start the church? This is what we do. After my quiet time and making my confession with name it, claim it, then in the morning I'll just go to around places where people are, post office, market, and then I start talking to people one on one. <coughs> one on one. And that's how I began to win souls. Places where if I talk to a lady and the lady gives her life to Christ, I collect a number and then try and then reach out to somebody who can help me to reach the lady. There are a few guys that I had to go with them personally to their houses. I remember the first guys, I took a trotter. I didn't know anywhere. I had faith to follow this guy who was a security man, had a gun. And he had clothes from work. I think his name was Ed something, Eddie or Edmond or something. So I followed him. When, and he was wondering why I was following him. I said, well, I want you to know that I'm here with a mission. I think the guy was so shocked. He took me to, later when I got to know the town, Kampala well. I realized that he took me far. Somewhere called Naguru. Up somewhere. So I sat in Aswaku. I said, hey. So where is he? I said, in Tinder. So we got down by the roadside. And he said, where is your house? He said, we'll pass here. And the guy was going with me through some. Hey, as we were going, I said, Lord Jesus, I'm not alone. <laughs> Look, risky things. I'm telling you. I followed the guy. He was shocked. And I said, I'm going with you. And we're chatting. We're chatting. I go to school. This and that, this and that. He also asked me questions. And then we finally got to his house. He has a small house. Small. In a bush somewhere. So we got there. I said, oh, can we sit down? So my room is small. So let's sit outside. He brought a mat. And we sat down. And I taught him new believer school right there. In the morning, it was in the morning. <laughs> I, I led him, gave his life to Christ, and then taught him new believers school right there. And after that, I will come and then teach him till he finished. That's how we're winning souls. So, 
you, you have to collect the contact. Now look at it. Look at it. He says that, how do you take the basic details so that you can follow up? Witnessing without follow up. Bishop Mitafu said this, is equal to waste of time. So, if you don't, after you have talked to the person, you don't collect the person's details, you don't get to know the person's house, you don't know what the person does, you don't know how you can reach the person again, like in your case, it's almost like it's a waste of time. If it is money business you are doing, you won't throw your money away like that. So, if you have won a soul, which is a valuable something, you must follow up to make sure that your investment is not a waste of time. So, how do you do that? Some of the things you have to do, number one, Ask the person's common name. And you know, what's your name? So if I'm to come to Winga, what name should I mention that will help me to know you? First, the same. Collins Collins But Collins Is there another name? That I can use that will help us to meet you easily. But apart from Kojamwa, is there a guy name, a nickname, an AKA you have? Because Wakai Bibi. He's called Power. Uh-huh. So, he's called what? Power. When you have power, it will do every house. Ah. And you be a brand be or see a friend friend calling someone. Calling someone at the same. Or a beard. Yeah. 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 Power dear Yenimino. Yen you know your guy names be no more. I dasa one I don't mind one who been at the amount. Oh, mommy, mommy took a penny. So you ask of the common name of the person that you have won. And then number two, you take the contact number, which justice is saying when you call. You don't reach. It was wrong. It don't depend too much on the contact number. However, you can depend on it if you call right there. But most of them will say, I don't have a phone. The phone is on charge. The phone is off. It's my father's phone. Different things they will say. So you can't depend too much on that. Am I talking to God's people? Yes. Bible says that Jesus said, Herein is my father glorified. That you bear my fruit, and I saw three a cram a radia, and when you go point your young daddy, Tinamichemi, he in your two and a more, to move when you may be a shisha, a way a brabo, Yakopon Benny say, Visa no abrea, your bounce while persons is on dinner, dear Cogiano. Eh, may can't obia dear prophetic Ramikasia. What tribes are now open, some persons is on din, obia my options, I announce the sound din, now some fun tribune. You don't need that. Just start doing what you are hearing in church. You'll be shocked how God, now you go again, they'll give you the same visa. Yeah. Most of us, we are struggling because we are not obedient. Take the contact number and then take directions to the person's house. I will even advise that if it's possible, go with the person to see the house. And then finally, get a contact person that you can really get through to the person with or by. 
Mike, what do you think? Yeah? So, so first service, when you close, you usually go home and go and eat fufu. Go and watch movies and all. It's not too good. And till the next Sunday, we don't see you are... It's not good. At least, do something for the Lord. Sunday, you can go and win souls. And then go home. You have won a soul. Seen a person's house. The guy said, Charlie, this week, my friend, my friend, in the course of the week, so now I want to say, I probably swear, hallelujah and then I'm ending with this and the last point now invite your new convert to attend your basenta meetings immediately that is that week and this is a Saturday no country akrana Saturday, then you can take the person for your bus center meeting. And yes, Saturday, and during the week, to say be a ne, and as a Tuesday, and as a Wednesday, and as a whatever day, you just tell the person that I'll come and call you for a meeting, be why that will help you. And then that day, you go and then pick the person and take the person to the bus center meeting. When you start doing that, people's lives will be changing, and as their lives are changing, God will be rewarding you, will be paying your wages. Your wages, I'm telling you. Angels are real. I have come to believe so much, Reverend, in angels. They do things, but now I'm expecting them to do something I've not seen yet. What, what, what Prophet Kakra said, that angels brought him money. I am, that's what I want to see now. I mean, angels bringing me money. These angels saving me from accident, they have done it. Uh, angels appearing, I've seen it, uh, ministry and angels are... But I want the, this one where the angels will bring money. I want to see some. How many want also want to see some? But these things, it takes someone whose heart is for the, the souls that we, God wants us to win. And when we do that, the Lord will bless us. Let's go through the steps again and we close. Step number one. So it will come on the screen so that we all say it together. Ready, go. Please, I want everybody to say some. Please, ready, go. What, what verse is that? So go and read it over and over again and then believe it in your heart. Step number two. Can we say it together? Prepare before you go out to witness. By how? Pray at least one hour for what? Anointing, uh huh. Boldness, uh huh. Guidance to where sinners are. Amen. So today read over this thing and then Then start working with it. You'll be blessed. Step number three. Ready, go. You don't need a Bible and many scriptures. You only need one verse. And what verse is that? John 3.16. Charlie, oh, Christ only be on to go to John 3.16. We're failing. But by the grace of God, can't we? Say yes, we can. Okay, let's go to step number four. Ready, go. When you meet a sinner... Tell the person about yourself and all the good things the Lord has done for you. How the Lord saved you. When you say tell the person about yourself, we are not saying that tell the person about I am blessed, I am rich. No, you are trying to connect the person to what the Lord has done for you. Amen? Alright, step number five. Ready? Go. Pray with the person to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. 
making sure that you pray along Romans 10, 9, and 10. Amen. Are you enjoying what we are learning today? Then step number six. Ready? Go. Take enough basic details about your new convert so that you can follow up. Witnessing without follow up is equal to waste of time. Uh huh. What are some of the details you have to take? Common name of the sinner. Please, common name, not of the sinner. Common name of the convert. Uh huh. Ready, go. Common name of the convert. Take the contact number. Take directions to the person's house. And finally, get a contact person. And the last one, I want us to stand to our feet. And then we are going to say it together. Step number seven. Let's say it together. Invite your new convert immediately to attend your Basenta meeting and also to church. Amen. Is it okay to clap for Jesus? Your clapping is lacking some favor. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray for this church. I pray for all those that are watching. I ask, oh God, that you give us the grace to go out of here, out of wherever we are, even out there into the streets, into the byways, into the houses, into the homes of people, Lord, into the workplaces of people, Lord, even by the roadside, to talk to people. May we never keep quiet from today. We ask that the Holy Spirit would even spark up a new revelation that time is running out, that we need to talk to people. We need to witness to people. And thank you, Lord, that we are getting more excited as they respond to us. I declare that from today, when we come to church, most of our testimonies will be related to souls that have gotten saved through our activities. Deliver us from deception because we have been deceived that there are different ways of you blessing us instead of this major way of we winning souls. If we will reap the souls, the harvest, will receive our wages. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer in Jesus' name. Every hands down. If you are here this morning, you are not born again, give your life to Jesus. Simple prayer. Every hands down, every eye closed just for a minute. You are here, you are not born again. Somebody invited you. Give your life to Jesus. Maybe you are watching us, you have not given your life to Jesus. It's an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you are here, lift up your hand. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you, brother. Let it go up. Don't be shy. Let it go up. Number 10. Let it go up. Brother, you also want to lift up your hand? Some hands are going up. Let it go up. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Every eye closed. You want to give your life to Jesus? Let it go up. Brother, in 10, I saw your hand go up. Don't let it go down. You want to say, Pastor, I am giving my life to Jesus this morning. Because truth be told, if you die now, which you can easily die, if you die now, at the back, somebody has also lifted a hand. If you die now, at the back, I hope you can see. Hey, I can see, you can see. If you die now, where are you going? If you don't have Jesus, you are going to hell. How sad it will be. If you have lifted your hands, you are praying with us on YouTube or, or Facebook, I want you to say this after us. Say this, say after me, and I want the whole church to join. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Of all my sins, I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Please write my name in the book of life.
from today. I am born again. I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, clap for our brother there. God bless you. So, Gershon, please talk to him. And then, brother, come, come, come. Just today, please get to know his house. Bro, encourage him to come. Clap for him. The brother in turn. Are there some books? Brother, what's your name? Bismarck. Alexander Kofi Akins. Wow, will you clap for Alexander? Alexander, there's a gift that I have for you. It's from Bishop Dag, our father. He wrote this book. It's very expensive, but it says that anybody who gives his life to Christ, you should just give it to him for free. So I'm going to give you one copy. And then when you go home, start reading it. We'll teach you from that book. And your life will never remain the same. Okay. God bless you. Please take your seat. To me be some bread and get some drink and believe with us here something good is going to happen lift up the bread father I declare that today's communion will bring healing perfect health in the lives of your people those who are sick those who feel sick those who for some reason feel that there's something wrong in their body as they take this communion, Lord, I pray, heal and deliver. And I ask, O oh God, that you grant everyone the grace to be a soul winner in the name of Jesus. Lift out the bread and say the body of Jesus. Eat it. that Jesus shed his blood on Calvary for us for our forgiveness for our healing for our protection for our deliverance don't even know what is coming sometimes you may be surprised maybe the communion you've been taking is what is keeping you going 
My prayer is that this today's communion will take us through this week. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus and drink it. Lift up your hands and let's receive a blessing. Heavenly Father, I bless this church. I declare and decree upon their lives that you give them the upper hand that from today any experience that they encounter if it's negative may you give them the ability to overcome in the name of Jesus grant them the grace to have a forehead that is hard as flint Lord grant them the grace to even pass all their exams whether it is marital exams relational exams educational exam Lord exam that had to do with a test at work Lord them the grace to pass in Jesus name Father, may Jesus be seen in their lives. And above all, I pray that may everyone have a testimony this week that God has been good. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people, please say Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. And please sit on top of your enemy. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers 0273 240 440 0540-774941. Stay blessed.